to the Bean Ninjas podcast, where you get an all-access pass to see what happens behind the closed doors of a fast-growing global bookkeeping and financial reporting business. Hi, everyone, and we're back again for another episode of the Bean Ninjas podcast. And this is week four of the five-week series that Wayne and I are recording together of our working in public. So, Wayne, how are you? How's your week gone? Really well. It was a super exciting week. We had a number of great things happen in our rollout. Excited to share. All right, let's do it. So what objective did you set last week and how did it go? Yeah, so I had four. So really was to book and close two more. It's virtual CFO advisory offerings and that was done. So we now have four customers in our beta pre-sales. We have commitments and actually three have signed and paid on our proposal. So was extremely pleased to see the feedback responded to in terms of real money spent. My second was to get clear on the problem that I was trying to solve and meet with our marketing coordinator to brainstorm a strategy. And that was done as well. We actually created two landing pages and sent them out to our peers and Facebook groups that we participate in for feedback and coaching. And based on the initial feedback, we decided to A-B test between calling the offering or the introduction to the offer announced in two different ways. So excited to see the response on both and which one kind of wins the test. I also set a goal to block time. I feel like it's important when you have priorities that mean the most to you to actually carve the time out and not deviate on that structured time and really put your head down and focus on the project at hand. And this was done. I'm going to use this again this week as my upcoming week will be condensed a bit due to my kids' spring break. And the last was to gain mastery of our reporting and dashboard platform and continue my progress through their certification. That was done as well. And I'm proud to say I'm a futurely certified advisor. (laughs) Thanks. I really enjoyed the training and their certification process. They had a great mix of case studies, video, text, and hands-on, follow-along, do-it-yourself scenarios that were really well-designed. And the topics were super relevant and well thought out, and the training flowed really logically. How about yourself, Meryl? Interested in what objectives you had set for last week and how things went? It was a pretty good week for me as well. I actually wanted to just circle back to something you were talking about with the time blocking. And I think that carving out that time to work on a project is really the only way that projects can happen because otherwise the day-to-day noise of emails and contact from the team and clients can make it hard to work on projects. So how did you actually go about doing that? Absolutely. One of the things I've come about in numerous coaching programs that I've been a part of is what in some circles is called the general's tent or the Sunday planning session. It's to take the time on Sunday or first thing on Monday morning when you're beginning your week and actually put down on your calendar is, or as you guys say, your diary, that time commitment and block it out. 
so that no one can schedule meetings within that time frame, but truly remain committed. Even if you have a slew of emails or a text or one of your kids is telling you that they're sick, spend the time to allocate toward that effort. And what I did is I said it at times I knew I would be available at my desk, in my office, with the door closed to grind through the objectives that I'd set. I'm interested in what you do as well, Meryl, because I know you have this down to a fine science. I do something similar to the general's tent. On Sunday night, I plan my week and I have it laid out in my calendar. And I also try and batch tasks. So I know Thursdays I record podcasts. And so that day I have my head in podcasting and everything related to that. But I don't have to think about the podcast on Monday, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And I do something similar again. I've got time blocked out. For example, I was working on course content. So there's time for me to create that content in my calendar as well as other tasks. And that helps me to be disciplined to know I only have an hour to do a particular thing. But also if my whole week is planned, it makes it easier to say no to something or to know in advance that something is going to have to get pushed into the next week. So I start the week like that. And sometimes I do need to adjust as well, but I generally have a fairly good plan on the Sunday night of what's coming up for the week. And I think that's important too. Schedule in time for the unknown. What I try to do is because of our time differences, I know that my morning is time when fewer of our team members are available for the back and forth Slack messages or the, hey, surprise, what if we need you to jump on this type of decisions that sometimes we're asked to make. So my mornings are typically spent in that heads down focus time where I know the team is not going to be on for another few hours. For you guys, it might be later in the evening as our Western team might typically work in your early morning and by lunchtime, we're typically have disappeared into our nighttime. Yeah, that's actually something that I've had to consider. I also look at my own productivity levels and my energy levels. And so I'm definitely better for heads down work in the morning. But that's also the time that overlaps with the US and the UK time zone. So sometimes I need to be available for meetings or for the team during my best heads down work time. And so that's something I'm conscious of when scheduling meetings to make sure I at least have a couple of mornings a week where I can focus on the projects that I'm working on, but balancing that with the team. So it's an ongoing project, I think, to schedule time and work really efficiently and effectively. Yeah, I think one last piece is to communicate it out to the team. I think some of our team now has expectations around when we are available to meet and by being proactive and setting times with those team members for conversations that tend to be recurring, they begin to just capture their questions on their notepad and wait to ask so that those interruptions don't just continue to come up outside of those designated times in the week where something like marketing will be discussed or our weekly sales update. Yeah, that's a great point too. All right, well, I'll jump into my objectives. I had three. The first two were completed and they relate to delivering the course. So I'll be doing everything. I've got people signed up for the course. So I need to make sure that I deliver the group coaching I turn up for the calls and also that I'm creating the content. So I achieved both of those things during the week and released another batch of weekly content 
and delivered the three coaching calls, which are split into service businesses, e-commerce, and virtual assistants. And I had a surprise win. I had switched to the course delivery mode rather than a sales focus, but we actually had a couple of extra signups last week. So I'm now delivering the course to 12 people, which I was originally aiming for eight. So that has exceeded my expectations and I'm really happy about that. That's great. My third objective that I set was creating a revised version of the landing page to start selling the next version of the course. And over the week, I'm still getting feedback. I'm learning from the questions that the students are asking and I'm still figuring out where the real value is. And it does seem to depend a little bit from student to student in terms of what they're learning and what they're implementing in their businesses. So I want to take some more time to really reflect on that and digest that because that will influence how we update the landing page to make sure we're addressing the key pain points. So I didn't achieve that this week and I'm not going to put that on my list for next week as well. I think I need a couple of weeks still to really digest that and learn all that I can. So I'll move into my challenge and something that had been a challenge in previous weeks was juggling selling the course and course creation whereas now I'm just in course delivery mode and that has helped. My challenge actually ties into the lesson that I've learned. So the lesson is that I've realised that students can help you create great content so that the questions that I'm getting asked and the topics that students are requesting really help me to create content that is useful. And so that's a blessing, but it's also creating a timing challenge for me where I run my calls on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, and then I try and release content for the next week on Thursdays. So there's a really tight timeline between getting all of that information about the questions that are coming up at topics I should be covering, and then having the content ready to release on Thursdays, especially when days like today, on a Thursday, I've got six podcast interviews. So there's very limited time for me to create that content. So that's created a bit of a timing issue, but I'll just press on. So Wayne, what about your challenge? Yeah, I shared that we had released a couple landing pages and really had the first outside exposure outside of this podcast to this service offering. And for me, the challenge was getting ahead of myself. I had a bit of momentum this week in terms of pre-sales and wanted to just blanket our community and rush to get this service out there. And this might tie into my lesson learned, but I learned that maybe I was rushing things a little bit and I do need to keep momentum, but I also need to remain patient. My goal is still to get one more customer onboarded. I need to begin to design the workflows and processes and cadence of how I'll begin to deliver this service so that I can enable the team to begin supporting me as well and not get stuck in a position where I'm the only one in Bean Ninjas that can carry out this service offering, or there's an expectation from the customers that I've worked hard to sell that I'm going to be the one delivering in each and every situation. I think that can be a challenge when building a new product or service too, is how do you decide when to start documenting that procedure? Because things can evolve quite quickly when something's a new service offering. So what are your thoughts on that? How are you going to approach that? Yeah. So I have a unique experience in that I've created a services business before. 
And I worked myself into that exact scenario where I built a business that just simply became a job for myself and was really hard to introduce other team members to without sacrificing the relationships that I had with my clients and also risking losing those clients because of their expectations around my delivering. So how I'm going to approach this scenario is begin with the very basic structure. So put in place the timelines that I hope to work against. I've already begun to lay out the team in my proposals. So each customer that's been onboarded received a customized, which is really a templated proposal that I've created, but it already introduces other team members that will be supporting. Within the sessions that I have, I will look to involve team members when they're available or always make reference to after setup, we'll hand you over to a member of our delivery team. So in terms of documentation, it's going to be get the basics down. I know I don't have everything figured out just yet, but there are some hard steps that I'll need to work through in every situation that I feel need to be documented. And from there, our processes remain fluid. I have the ability to change them when we learn more things about how we'll deliver the service or refine how we're rolling this out to our customers. The idea of introducing team members early, I think that's a brilliant one. And that sets the expectation up front that it's not always necessarily going to be you in the service delivery. So I think there's some brilliant tips in there for the audience. Awesome. And my second lesson is we're on to something. The feedback has been extremely positive about the offering. Our landing pages have been shared and it was really exciting to see people taking the time to share their feedback. But really the support behind the idea was the big boost of confidence and one that I'm going to take into the next few weeks. Interested in some of your lessons learned, Meryl? My main lesson was around asking questions of the students around what topics they would like to cover and then really understanding why they would like to learn those things and also looking at the questions that they're coming up within the group coaching calls to look at where I can improve my content or where I might need to cover additional topics. So I touched on it a little bit in the challenges, but that was my main lesson that really asking good questions will help in the creation of useful content. So I'll move into my objectives for next week. I've listed four. The first one is that I need to figure out the best way to get testimonials. And part of the approach in running a beta program was letting the beta testers know that we would be looking for testimonials. So I need to figure out what the questions are and how I'm actually going to do that. We've received a whole lot of feedback on landing pages, but also on the course content and questions that students are asking. And I want to consolidate all of that in one place. And then down the, so that's my objective is to consolidate it all in one place. And then in a future week, I want to carve out time to reflect on everything and really think that through, but that's not down for next week. And then the last two objectives relate to delivering the content. So I've got my third week of group coaching calls to deliver, and I need to write and record the last week of course content. And what about you? Very similar. So I'm moving toward delivery mode. And my first objective is to put my learnings to action. 
So I have a responsibility to build out my first two-year projection model and design an analysis dashboard to capture comparison reporting. So things like actuals versus projections and also spotlight some key income and expense areas that our customers most interested in highlighting from one month to another. The second is around creating a structured workflow for onboarding. I think it's important for you to have a documented onboarding experience and for it to be consistent for all customers. For many, it's their first exposure to your service offering and one that makes the biggest impression. So I'm going to begin to put work into identifying the framework of how we'll go about onboarding new clients into this service offering. Really, it's around setting expectations and also having clear and timely communications provided to them along the way. My last is to begin creating the sales demo. I've freestyled most of our sales calls in this pre-sales process. And I actually could do that because most of the customers that have signed on, we've had relationships with and I've interacted with in the past. But I want to begin in this next week, the early stages of example dashboard, a tool that I can help put in front of customers to guide the conversation, but also to show them some of the capabilities of what the service offering looks like and what outcomes they can expect to receive for the payments and the commitment that they'll be making in adding another service offering to their already busy agenda. So it sounds like another busy week ahead for both of us. Absolutely. Well, great chatting, Wayne, and looking forward to next week. That will be the last recording that we do in this series on working in public. Excellent. Thanks so much, Mural, for putting this together. By the way, are you wanting support to get paid and make better decisions? We've put together a zero small business toolkit, including cash flow forecast templates and guides to setting up zero. Grab it for free at beingninjas.com slash zero toolkit. And that's X-E-R-O. T-O-O-L-K-I-T.